Hallelujah. Now you can hear me. want to just welcome each and every last one of you in the church today with us, and we do thank you for coming out. I am your, pa- your, I am your host, Pastor Ron Shea Gorn with Divine Order Restoration Ministries International. And here in the studio today, we do have a co-host, none other than the Pastor Sharon Piki. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus as well as the Apostle Patrick Allen. And we're excited today as we're going to look at the topic on discovering love in the church. Love is something um, that is needed in the church. Amen. Um, Glory to God. Love is a topic. Love is an area um, that the church is actually founded on. And so that is, it is a, it is a place where we should move. Amen. The church should be love in action and everything that we do in the church assembly, when we're at our places of work and our places of business, when we're out in our, in our um, social um, areas, you know, just having a good time, we should always be displaying love. Amen. So I'm just excited even about this topic as we discover love in the church. At this time, before we go any further, we're going to go ahead and have prayer by none other than our co-host, Pastor Sharon Pekee. Amen. Praise God. Well, Father God, we just come before you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, just giving you praises, honor, and all the glory, Lord God, because you are the only one, God, that's worthy of it, Lord God. And Father, we just thank you, God, for this television broadcast, God, and radio broadcast. 
And, God, we just pray, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, that hearts, God, will be penetrated, God. Hearts, God, will be filled, God, with your love, God, even as we minister today, God. God, that your love, God, will flow, God, to the people, God, in the name of Jesus. And, God, that even, God, that their bodies, God, will be healed, God. Their minds will be healed, God. Even memories, God, will come back, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And, God, that healing, deliverance, and salvation will come forth through this line, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. And we thank you, and we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. We just thank you, woman of God, for that powerful uh, prayer. Amen. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we're talking about discovering love in the church. What such a powerful topic. Amen. As we know that love is our foundation um, in the church, we know that it is with loving kindness that we would draw thee. And most importantly, you know, love is a command. Love is a command that was given by um, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to go into the scriptures. Um, amen. So we can just look at love from the commandment standpoint. Um, glory to God. Here we go. Um, the word declares over in Mark chapter 12. Um, I'm going to start at about verse um, 28. And the word of the Lord declares, it said, Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, What is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord. Our God, the Lord, is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Amen. And um, so love is our commandment. That's the first and the second command. That, that has been given unto us. And, but what I love about with discovering love as a command um, um, from God is that it covers all of the Ten Commandments. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It covers it from, from, the, from the first one all the way down to the last one. Um, glory to God. Um, thank you, Jesus. What, what's your thought about that, Apostle? Well, looking at love as, as it's commanded of us, learning to love yourself, uh, I'm finding out today, here in, in the local churches uh, around the world, um, as being be- believers, learning to love ourselves, you know, accepting who we are because we are made in God's image. But to truly understand how we're made and how we're supposed to share that love one year to another as being believers and, and sharing that love not only for our brothers and our sisters, but for ourselves, you know, to look within, you know, and say, hey, I- I'm okay with my weight. I'm okay with my hair. I'm okay how I'm shaping and how I'm built. But to love myself in total completion to where where, when you learn to love in that manner, then I can accept my brother and sister just the way they are. Because if I'm not happy, I'm not going to show true love because I don't truly understand what it means or what, what the true cause of it is. So when I think about how that commandment came about, uh, that's what comes to my mind, uh, Pastor D. Amen. That's very good. You cannot 
um, extend what you don't have. Pretty much is what you say. You cannot extend what you do not have, and you're absolutely right. If if I can't accept me for who I am, you know, um, that conflict with me being able to accept others from 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 for who they are, and um, if I can't, if I'm not content with with myself and content with what I have, then um, that can bring anger, that can bring envy, that can bring jealous jealousy, and that can bring forth wrath, which is the total opposite of what love is. Amen. So, Pastor Sarah, just, you know, give us some more insight on how we can love our neighbors as ourselves. You know, I, I thought about when you was reading. I thought about the, the first commandment, to love the Lord thy God. That's it. With all thy heart and with all thy soul. And when we truly love, truly love the love, the Lord thy God, we will love ourselves and we will love one another. But it's, it's, it starts with him. It starts with him really being appreciative of him and really just falling in love with him and knowing that he's the only one that can take care of you. He's the only one that can heal you, deliver you. He's the only one that can love you the way that you need to be loved because he designed you. He made us, and he knows what we have need of. He knows what satisfies us. I mean, he's the only one. So when we begin to really fall in love with him. Really fall in love with the Lord thy God with all our heart and with all our soul. We can love ourselves. You know, I even remember when I first got saved and I received Jesus, but I still didn't love myself. You know, and it took time for me really to, to start loving myself. I didn't think I was pretty. I didn't think I was this and that, you know. And it took time when I started to really fall in love with him. And he began to tell me who I was. Then my confidence and everything just began to arise, Apostle. Uh, 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 you know, I began to really know who I was. You know, but I, I had to have a relationship with him first in order for me to know who I was. And then I began to let the word tell me who I was. Amen. And I began to speak it to myself. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I begin to speak the word of God to myself, and and then the inner man begin to change. Apostle. Amen. Uh, just listening at what you were saying to to validate, waiting for God's validation, so that He can move through us, and that we have all confidence. So I do understand what you mean because that's so many times we we we, we look for validation of man, Pastor uh, Duranjo. Amen. Um, glory to God. Um, thank you, Jesus. Now, you're absolutely right. You said something very, very powerful there, um, I'm Pastor Sharon. Um, in order to to love anyone or anything, you have to know the foundation. So the foundation is absolutely important. So in order to know love and understand love and coming to the knowledge of love, it comes with building that relationship with God. Now, um, how do I build that relationship with God? And you did corner on that a little bit that's through prayer time through meditation through having a dialogue with god and not a monologue where you know you, you're talking to god and he talks to you you know just like any relationship um that you have you know when you when you meet a friend and um when you meet a friend or, or a classmate and you guys become real close you know you become real close because you guys begin to spend time with one another you talk to one another you know you 
you um you talk about the likes and dis- dislikes and things of that nature, and then you be- decide, you know, hey, you can determine if this will be a best friend or just a lifelong friend or if this is just a temporary situation or what have you. We have to build uh, we have to build that relationship with God the same way. You know, we have to build a relationship with God the same um, same way. Coming and communing with Him every day, talking with him every day that's important and then you can hear him he'll tell you the love story you know he'll tell you um uh, how beautiful you are and how fearfully and wonderfully made you are you will learn that you are the apple of his eye you will learn that you are flawless amen Um, because you are the very spoken word of god of glory to god and so you'll you'll begin to hear all the wonderful thoughts that he have about you and you will understand love you'll understand an unconditional love in that relationship with God and come and have dialogue and just speaking with God and um you'll you'll be able to understand and you'll come in places that you know what he just loves you just the way you are just the way you are it's not superficial it is pure it's that agape love that which is true amen that which is absolutely pure without any conditions attached to it you know amen um pastor Patrick I'm just going to turn it over to you um, what do you think about that when it comes to, to God and loving God with all your heart and all your soul and how to build that intimate relationship um, with the Lord? Well, I was listening to what you were saying, and uh, it holds true. When, when we find uh, what we call a BF, a best friend, or somebody we're falling in love with, uh, we spend time with them. And the Word says, if you're not, I'll open the door and come in and talk to you. If you seek me, I'll let you find me. You can find out all those mysteries about me. He says, if you spend time, I will reveal hmm? those secret things just unto you, not, not to everybody. You know, when you got a bestie or you got, you're falling in love, you, you know, there's some secrets that you share. There's some things that you do in this life with, with people that you really love, and, and you get to know them one-on-one, you know. Uh, uh, as they say, you can sit down for a while, and, and you can show the natural naked truth. You know, when you got, you know, everybody has to reveal themselves to someone. And in this life, you need to reveal yourself to the one who made you. Because he already know about you, even before you decide to do it. He already know. He just want to know if you're going to share it. Are you going to talk with him? And then, it, 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 like you say, a dialogue and a monologue, are you waiting for the answer? Oh, that's good. You know, I, I, we often say, I love you. And after you say it, you kind of sit back and you kind of sigh and you wait for that word, I love you, too. You know, are we really, really waiting to hear that word from God, I love you, too, for our neighbor? You know, and, and, and that kind of intimacy with God opens up all kind of understanding and revenue that, that it's not just normal. You know, you have those people that says, they can say to you, why is that your best friend? Why did you pick her? Why did you pick him? And little do they know it's that intimacy, it's that private time that you share with one another. And that's what God is saying today. If you come on in into church and just sit down with me and sup with me, get to know me. Let's let's walk. Let's go to the movies. Let's watch television together. Because you know, God God has a sense of humor. And he will speak to you. He shows himself everywhere. It, it, and when you're cooking, he'll stand beside you and tell you what to put in it for that little love. Mm-hmm. So just those different things come to you, okay? Amen. Glory to God. You're absolutely right. You know, even if just, you know, hear you talking about them and just know how 
you know, I get to spend time with my daddy. And, um, and you know, and just, you know, just hang out with him and, um, and feel his love and, and, and comfort and encouragement and trust and just, you know, know that he, he just loved me. Amen. Um, glory to God. And, and, you know, it made me even think about, you know, our father coming into the garden and looking for Adam and, um, and just saying, where are you? You know, where are you? And because they was naked. You know, they said, well, we're hiding because we're naked. And um, he said, who told you that? Who told you that? But, you know, um, and he wanted us to come back to that place where we're in the garden, and we can just come before him naked just the way we are, just so he could, just so that we could know and understand that he loved us from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Very unconditional. What you, what you think about that?
Welcome back to In the Church broadcast. We are live on air, and you're welcome to call in with your comments, your que- your questions. If you have a prayer request, our number again is 404-300-3925. Amen. And we were talking about love, love in the church. And we were talking about uh, the love between God and us. And uh, I was beginning to talk about the love letter the love letter, the word of God that he gave us. This is a love letter directly to us, and it tells us about him. It tells us about how he thinks, how he feels, why he do different things, the, the, the reasons why he do different things. And, and then it tells us about ourselves, what he thinks about us. I mean, this is truly a, a, a love letter, and it's alive. And this letter is alive. I don't know no other letter. <laughs> that a person can give you, that's a lie. Mm. This letter here is a lie. It will literally transform your life when you begin to read it. And and, 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 and this letter is so much alive that it heals, mm. it delivers, it sets free. This is a love letter directly to his beloved. I was talking about that word earlier, how he calls us his beloved, his favorite. His love. Amen. And Pastor Duran, say, well, what you think about this love letter that he gives oh, wow. us? <laughs> the love letter. Oh, I mean, the love letter that he gives us, that God gives us, it, it does a couple of things. It let us know um, how much he deeply cares for us. Amen. Um, in addition, it, it also let us know who we are. Yes. Amen. Who we are. So let us know who we are and whose it is that we belong to, amen, in this love letter. You know, in this love letter, it lifts you, amen, the love letter that it encourages you. It gives you strength. It gives you confidence, amen. It causes one to trust in him, amen, as you begin. In in this love letter, it, it gets you, it, it allows you to know the intimate parts about about God and with learning the intimate parts about him, you get to learn the intimate uh, parts about yourself. To really know you, we must know him. Yes. Amen. We must know him. And it comes through building through that relationship and understanding the love of God for us and the love of God that is in us and the love of God that surrounds us, you know, a love that covers a multitude of sins, you know, a love that is sacrificial. Amen. Um, glory to God. You know, thank you, Jesus. So when I just think about the love letter, amen, um, from God, I can definitely talk about it all day. And But it also brings so, so much excitement, you know, in my heart just to know how much he loved me, you know, how much he cared for me. Even when, you know, I could not care for myself or I could not love myself, his love was there. You know, when I was in the pit, his love lifted me. You know, when I was when I was feeling sorrowful, it was his love that comforted me and, and, and that brought me joy. Amen. It, it, when I was weak, it was his love that strengthened me. Glory to God. Um, you know, when I was sick, it was the love that healed me. And when I was in the midst of my enemies, it was the love that protected me. Amen. Glory to God. When the enemy was trying to take me out. Um, hallelujah. And it's the love that governs every word that he's uttered about my life. And about yours as well, amen. I just take it personal because of love, amen. What do you think about that, Apostle um, Patrick? 
Well, as as I was sitting here listening to you and uh, Pastor Sharon, uh, my mind goes back to the letter in which we're speaking of. So many times we're in a place, and we want somebody to say something to us, to validate us, to motivate us, to, to even, did I say it right? Am I looking good? What do you think about it? And when we really stop to find out who God is, and his perfect love, and how his love will shine through us and in us, and how it will manifest itself in us. I was sitting there, and I was thinking about when you said when I was in the valley, or, or when I was uh, in my lowest point. You know, that love letter, you, when, you, when you're young, and we're writing letters to each other in class, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you like or even if, you, if you've been in prison or you locked up, or you're in a faraway place, you look for that letter. And you will reread, reread, and read again. And in that letter from God, he, he tells you, I love you. I know you're falling. You have made some mistakes. They may not even like you, but you're made in my image, and I'm there for you. That alone validates you and picks you up and turns you around. That's real love and real validation. Pastor, you want to say? Amen. I, I can I can definitely um, say that. Amen. Made in the image and in the likeness. That's love. Amen. That he would give you a part of him. <laughs> That's love. He will make you, amen, um, in, in his image and in his likeness. As powerful as he is, as mighty as he is, as great as he is, that he'll take little old me. And, and you, and form you into his very image, into his likeness. That's love. Love that gave his son, his only begotten son. Amen. So that we can have eternal life. So that we wouldn't perish. You know, sacrificial love. I'll give everything that I have so that you can have it all. That's love. Just so you can be an heir into my kingdom so that you won't have to suffer anymore, so that you won't have to go to hell, amen, die and go to hell, um, so that you can have an abundant life. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sending my son out of love so that even um, that and what the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, I'm sending him so that he can give you life and life more abundantly. I'm sending him. That's love. Amen. That is love. I'm sending him so that even the things that have died in your life can be resurrected. Amen. Your dreams, your hopes, your desires. Even I'm sending them back. I, I send them. I send my son so that even the stuff that the canker worms add up and the locusts add up. Amen. So that it can be restored unto you. Glory. That's love. Amen. Glory to God. Not because you're perfect. Not because you were sinless but just because I love you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Lord, thank you, Father. Um, Pastor Sharon, <laughs> what do you think about, about that? His son and how his son, how, how we made in the image of God and we in his likeness, like mm -hmm. you said. And I thought about him sending his son to uh, be on this earth as a man and how I would think about some of the things that I've went through in my life, and I said, wow. 
his son <laughs> went through those same exact things. You know, I think about being rejected. You know, so many people uh, have uh, issues with re being rejected. And I thought about how his son was rejected, how his son was wounded, how his son was bruised, how his son was, was, was talked about and, and pushed aside. And, and I thought about us. You know, I thought about us. But how his son loved, how his son loved through everything. Through everything, he was an example. He was an example to us that I don't care what you go through, I don't care what happens in your life, that you're still able to love your neighbor as yourself. You know, I thought about that. Even his last hours, you know, even his last hours, he said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know, he, 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 he loved even to his last breath. He loved. And that's what God is calling for us to do, to really love no matter what we go through. You know, to, 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 to use that guideline, that love letter. How he, he tells us how to go through issues. He tells us what to do when we go through storms. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh. I mean, he tells us what to do in every issue of our life. He gives us, he gives us the, the, uh, how to get over it. Amen. And it's all in this love letter. He loves us enough to tell us how to love, how to forgive, how to get over stuff, how to stay free. Everything is in this word. Amen. What you what you think about that, uh, Pastor? Amen. Um, you're absolutely um right, woman of God, Pastor Sherry, you're absolutely right. Um, the the love of God and um in in this love letter. Amen. Everything that um, but we need to know. His love letter is full of directions, full of strategies, full of revelations yes. on how to live out this life yes. um, in such a way where we can love ourselves and even love our neighbors. Mm -hmm. Amen. It teaches us how to be an overcomer. Yes. Amen. How to be an overcomer of even the trials and tribulations that we have in life uh, so that we can stay in a capacity where we are continuing to love ourselves. Amen. So that we can even pour out and love uh, other individuals. Amen. Um, to God be the glory. Um, thank you, Jesus. And yes, Jesus was uh, a great example. Even when you were talking about him being persecuted and everything, and and when you got down to that forgiveness, and that was the very first thing um, that came to, to to my heart. That hey, you know, he teaches us in the capacity to love one another. You know, he said we got to even love our enemies. Yeah. You know, and love our enemies. Love those that persecute us, love those that despitefully, you know, use us, amen, and we have to display the love of Christ, you know, the love of Christ, the same love that he's given unto us, we, we have the capacity and the capability of displaying that same love, it, all, it, it, it comes with a, the word humility, it comes from a word called humility, humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God, amen. Humbling ourselves under the hand of God. And the word said, he'll lift us up. Yeah. Amen. And as we humble ourselves under his hand, we allow his love to display through us. Amen. We won't we want, um, display what we want to retaliate against our enemy because we know what? Vengeance is the Lord. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll let everything stay in its appropriate place. And we'll be able to stand as the light, as the light in a dark situation. 
in spite of the persecution, in spite of the mockery, in spite of the tests, in spite of the trials and the tribulations, you know, love will lift us, love will cover us, love will strengthen us to stand in the battle and still, in spite of everything that's going on, give love to our brothers and our sisters, even our enemies. What do you think about that, um, Apostle? As I was sitting here listening at you all speak and talk on uh, humility and um, the persecution of Christ, uh, something dropped in my spirit, uh, moving. As I was listening at you speak or you all speak, I heard the Holy Ghost say, when Jesus came to die and the Father had to turn away because he was bearing our sins mm-hmm. and he couldn't stand to look at the one that he was in love with go through so much because, you know, sometimes we'll do that too. We, we, you know, we'll turn around and turn our back or we'll be hurt so much because we're truly in love. We, we have to turn our back sometimes and say, I got to let you go through that. And after you go through, I'm still here with you. I never left you, but I had to let you endure that part alone. What came to my mind is when all the suffering came through, Jesus spoke to the Father. And he still said to the Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. That was a deep part of love. That no matter what you do to me, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. That rung so deep down in my soul till when I think about the persecutions that people do to us. The lying, the backbiting, the gossiping. In our humbleness, knowing that I have a father that loves me, and he tells me, vengeance is mine. When I start to concentrate and think about that, do what you're going to do to me. Father, forgive him, because he's going to rightfully pay them. Vengeance is his. But my job is to remind myself that the greatest person, the greatest individual is Christ. He gave up all to come get me. I cannot afford not to go back. So thinking about that and being humble, I remind myself from this day forward, Father, forgive them. For they know not. I know a man that loves me in spite of what you say, in spite of what you do, and his love got to show through me. So when I think about that and what you all said about the love and humility, humbling ourselves and staying in that place is where we need to be. Pastor? Amen. Glory to God. I, I'm, I'm with you, Apostle, because sometimes when, when I go through things and people do stuff, I immediately begin to pray for them. I, I begin to pray, and I'm like, Lord, hold back your wrath, Lord. For, I definitely forgive them, for they know not what they do. Because I'm like, man, but the love that my father had for me, <laughs> he going to do some stuff uh, to some people. And I'm like, Lord, you know, hold back your hand of wrath, Lord. Just, you know, speak to them, talk to them, um, give them some direction so that, you know, they won't find themselves back um, in that place because um, the, the love of a father for their child, that they'll protect them by all means and by all costs. You know, even when we look in the word of God and when you found that the Israelites, when he, was, he sent them out of Egypt, first of all, we can start back in Egypt when they were in bondage. It was his love. It was his love that sent forth um, the, the plague. Amen. So that Pharaoh can get the understanding, oh, you're going to let my children go. Amen. It, it is not optional. 
And, you know, and he kept bringing them until Pharaoh got the revelation. Hey, let him go. (laughs) And so he had to let him go. Even, you know, the love of God, he would tear down kingdoms. Amen. So y'all watch out. Those who got the big kingdoms in, you know, God just called for his children to pass through, and you don't want them to pass through. The love of God would tear down kingdoms, you know, because as they was walking and they was just trying to get to the place and kingdoms was coming up against them, they didn't want them to pass through so they can get to the promised land, their destination. God said, that's okay. Um, go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and give y'all this territory as well just because I love you. I, I, I love you. I ain't going to let nothing stop you. I ain't going to let nothing get in your way. Anything that get in your way, I'm going to tear it down for you because I love you. Because I love you. I'm governing my word. And, and because I'm governing my word, I'm going to take care of every matter that's concerning you. Now, that's love. Amen. That's love. What do you think Amen. about that, Pastor Sherry? Yeah, I was just thinking about we who have given him our life, we belong to him. We, he, he said that we are his. And he promised. In his word that he'll take care of us. Mm-hmm. Any need, he said he'll take care of our need according to his riches in glory. I mean, he got so much riches in glory. He said we, he said, we ain't got no lack. We ain't got to have no lack. He said he supplies all of our needs according to his riches in glory. Amen. And I mean, God is for us. He, for us. he loves us so much. He is for us. You know, sometimes we... We, we even when we go through, even when we go through and it's, and it looks hard, he's still there. He is still there with an everlasting love, mm-hmm. and he just watches mm-hmm. and, and 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 he sees and he corrects. Mm-hmm. He corrects. He even chastises. He chastises us when we do wrong. That's love. That's love. I mean, his love is so deep, and he is so merciful, and he is so forgiving. You know, I think about that scripture about how many times do you forgive your brother? You know, isn't it what, 70 by, it's a whole lot of times, a day. (laughs) A day. I mean, that's how much his love is for us. You know, he said, just come to me, repent, turn, turn. Don't do it again. Repent. And he said, I'll take that and I'll throw it in the sea of forgetfulness. And I will remember it no more. No more. Amen. And that's love. Amen. That's love. That, that is love. Mm-hmm. That's love. I, I want to um, just shift a little bit. I want to talk about First John 3 and 16, where it said, By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Will you lay down your life? Amen. Mm-hmm. We are commanded to love our neighbors as ourselves. We're commanded to love one another. And we also love one another to the fact that we lay down our lives. Sacrifice for one another. We, we have to understand what a sacrifice is. And when I think about everything that... Um, Jesus has done, and I think about everything that God has done. Their love came from a sacrificial place. Jesus' love, he, he laid down his life. He, 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 you know, he willingly did it. You know, the Father asked him to do it. The Father sent him to, to, to lay down his life, and he willingly did it. And he followed through 
He followed through with um, showing um, true love, sacrificial love. And so what are we willing to sacrifice for one another? Can we put away our own personal agendas? Can we no longer be, no longer come in with our own personal gain, with motives? Can we just come in and, 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 and love one another with, pure, with, with a pure heart and a pure mind and a, and a pure soul to come in together and, and build the kingdom? Can I come and just grab your hand and, and lift you up? Can I just come with, 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 with the word of encouragement? Can I come and I see something that I can meet, I see a need that I can meet? Can I just meet it just because I love you? I love you, and I want to see the God's very best manifest in your life. Can I, can I make that type of, type of sacrifice? Can we, as the church, make that type, those types of sacrifice and show love? Can I help my neighbor? Can I go cut my uh, neighbor's yard? Can I wash my neighbor's car? You know, can I go tutor some kids in the neighborhood? Um, that's love because we know that the educational system is selling them. So can we take what we got and share it among the brethren so that we can equip, so that we can build, so that we can uplift? That's love. What do you think, Apostle? Truly. Just listening to you and to love our brother, what came to mind was that when I learn how to truly love, I can see the need and the hurt in someone else. Because there again, I've been hurt. I have need. And if I supply my brother's need, God is going to supply mine. He has made us more equipped. We, the, the words say, I am my brother's keeper. And a lot of times we want to tell each other what to do and control one another. But love is not controlling. Love is something that you share. It breathes. It grows together. It hears one another. And it respects one another. That was a time or uh, in different countries and different places, we all have the same foundation. The old people would sit down and they would share the wisdom and knowledge and the love that they had growing up. And as young people, we were eager to grab it, to listen to it, so that we could have stories to learn from and experiences that we could remember when we're going through. We could remember that, that grandma said or uncle said or even the neighbor next door said. When they went through, they governed us. So we, they brought about love and respect to what we had going on so that we could be closer in what God has for us. And as a brotherly love, to be able to meet the need to cut the grass, to water the yard, to even go to the grocery store, those simple things. You know, what do you need from me? That's real love. And to show that at this present time, we're going to go to a uh, break for a few minutes. So I advise you, get your coffee, get up, turn on your radio, tune in, call a friend, get and come on forward today in the church. Give us a call at 404-300-3925. We'd be eager and willing to hear from you. We're headed to break. Be back in a few. See ya.
As we cry out loud, we celebrate our King. With humble hearts, we reverence your name. From the depths of our soul, your love will proclaim. I got raised to your As praise fill my heart, I'll forever proclaim. Hosanna to you because your perfect and pure love that God gives us that we work towards. As even as the Son came from heaven to give himself, not covering us, but to allow us to understand what that fullness of love is. What do you think, Pastor? Amen. Love allows you to be free. I love that. You know, love allows you to be free. Love, true love, amen, agape love, you know, unconditionally. It allows you to just be you, you know, to, to be naked in. Um, being able to um, be extended beyond yourself and love someone else, um, even in spite of their shortcomings, even in spite of their shortfalls, because, you know, we're all work in progress. And because of that, knowing that and understanding that and being able to love one another or extend ourselves in love, you know, um, beyond that, um, that, that is awesome. Um, Pastor Sharon, when we was on break, you had a scripture that you wanted to um, to bring forth. Let us go ahead and um, and discover the word of truth. Amen. Amen. So the scripture is in our first John, first John three and fourteen. And it's above the scripture that you had read about uh laying down your life mm-hmm. for your brother. Mm-hmm. And the scripture is uh first John three and fourteen it says, We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. And then it also says in verse 15, it says, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. Hmm. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Now, that's serious. That's, that's telling us if we don't love, we're not going to have eternal life. If we, not, if we don't love our brother, if we hate our brother, we're not going to enter in. We're going to have death. That's serious. And so that's, that shows you just how serious love is. And the Word of God says in, in 1 John, it, it says that God is love. And it says that if you abide in him, you got to abide in him. You got to live in him. You have love. Perfect love casts about fear. Amen. Because fear has torment. But this is so serious. This love thing, Pastor D. Amen. It is so serious that if you hate your brother, you're not going to enter in. You're not going to get eternal life. And this is the word of God that's speaking here. Amen. Amen. And it says that you shall know the truth. <laughs> you shall know the truth, and the yes. truth shall, shall set you free. Amen. Glory to God. So with knowing that truth, if I hate my brother, I will not have eternal life. I, I, I cannot get in. I cannot enter in. Um, the thing about that, you know, 
here on earth. We're, just, we're getting prepared for heaven. Amen. Um, while we're here in our earthly bodies, we're being prepared for heaven. And we can't go into heaven with hate and envy and jealousy and, and you know, and all those things. We got to come in with the perfect characteristics of God, the, the very image and the very likeness in which he has um, He has created us in. Amen. And we have the capacity. I will always say this. That's one of the things that I love about God is that, you know, he would never ask us to do anything um, that we don't have the capabilities to do or that he haven't given us the power to do. So I, that's one of the things that I love about him. So I'm going to transition since we know that now in the word of God that um, if we do not love our brother, amen, the brethren, um, that we won't have eternal life. So let's deal with some facts. Let's deal with some truth. You know, what? Are, let's deal with some things that hinder us from being able to love. What are some of those things um, that hinder us from being able to love? Apostle, we're going to um, start with you um, on that. Well, the things that hinder us from loving is knowing who you are, an identity crisis. If you don't know who you are, whose you are, and what you possess, you can't give what you don't have or you don't know that exists. Um, other things is uh, covetedness, being jealous, uh, not understanding what you have is just for you. Uh, we look at our brothers and our sisters, and we cover them. We, we Sometimes we don't even recognize what we're doing. Uh, I like that, or I, uh, and I want that. Not, not understanding what was the price that they paid for that, you know, whether it be of substance, money, or, or whether it just be something that you earned, you know, looking at things of that nature. Because God said he loves us all for who we are individually, not collectively as a group, but just who you are in the way that you're made and what you do, uh, looking at those things and, and how that works. We are a very covenant people. We we we're not We don't know how to love ourselves so that, uh, not being jealous of one another, whether it be your hair, whether it be your your skin tone, you know, in this country and throughout the throughout the entire world, uh, most of us are, are color struck, uh, so or, or or we shaped or, or or how we talk or or how we look, you know, looking at those things on the outside and not looking on the inside for who we really are, so that we can love uh, from a pure standpoint. These things keeps us from covering one another. So when I look at that and I think about that, that's what comes into mind. Back to you, Pastor. Hey, man. Um, glory to God. Um, thank you, Jesus. So you're absolutely right. And um, um, Apostle Patrick, you know, covenantous hatred, jealousy, and things of that nature would definitely hinder one from loving or, or not knowing love um, as well. I wanted to speak a little bit um, in that area when it deals with, um, you know, a superficial love can hinder one from being able to purely, purely love or truly love um, someone um, unconditionally. And, you know, sometimes we get the lines a little gray when we're looking at, um, when we, when we're looking at lust and love, when we're looking at lust and love. And, I want to um, talk about it from a couple of different standpoints um, for me for a, a, a brief moment. Um, I want to look at 2 Samuel 13, chapter 13, um, verses 14 and 15. Um, you guys can definitely um, read it at your own time. But I want to just talk about a little story here. Um, Amnon, 
amen, um, who had a sister named Tamar. In the scriptures, you're going to find that it says that in verse 5 in chapter 13, you're going to find that it says that he loved her. He loved her. And um, and you will find that love that that's there, you're going to find it, it. It was really at a point of lust. Because the word said that he, the word declared that he loved her, but out of his love for her, he violated her, and that's not love. Um, when the word declares that love is patient, love is kind, you know. And even in in that moment, he wasn't patient with her, and he definitely wasn't kind um, to her, you know, at all. Because love doesn't violate. Amen. Um, love doesn't agree with that which is wrong, and at that point, that was wrong unto her what he did when he violated her. But the word declares that he loved her. And then you're going to define that even once he violated her, then it was no longer love. Then the word said he hated her, you know, from that point. So looking at that superficial love, really looking to say where, where are you in, in when you say you love, where are you with, with, when it comes to really love? Then we can look at a Jacob and Rachel story where Jacob, you know, seeing Rachel and he wanted her and he was, he was willing to work seven years, and he did his seven years for Rachel. Didn't touch her. He was waiting on her. And he even got tricked, and he got Leah. And when he got Leah, <laughs> and he said, I know, I want Rachel. And so um, the father said, well, okay, Laban said, okay, you've got to work another seven years. And he worked another seven years to get Rachel because he loved her. He said, love is patient. He waited. He did the work. He did what was necessary. Amen. Um, he did what was required. Um, amen. So that um, um, so that he can have her. And, you know, I'm going to just, you know, put it out here. Amen. If he love you, he'll wait on you. Amen. If he love you, he'll put a ring on it. Glory to God. He won't allow you to violate God's word. Amen. Um, he'll wait for you patiently. In Jesus' name, I'm going to give it over to you. <laughs>
He gives us a remedy, and that's to be joyful in it. He said, even in our trials and our tribulations and the things that we, we go through. And the only way we can get joy is through him. That's the only way. So that relationship, it goes right back to that relationship with God. Because that's the only way we can get joy. We don't get joy from uh, 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 people. Our joy comes from him and knowing him. And, 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 and even the word of God says, Jesus said, I give you my joy, that your joy will be full. Mm, yeah. I mean, it comes from him. And so even back, you know, even dealing with relationships and every everything that we, we deal with, when it comes to love, we have to come back to the Father. We got to we got to continually come back to the Father, and He gives us what we need to deal in that relationship, to deal in that love issue, to deal with that unforgiveness, of forgiving someone, to deal with that hurt. You know how we've been abused or how we've been neglected or whatever. He gives us how to do that, Pastor D. Amen. It just it just making me think about the song. Hey, fill me up, Lord. <laughs> Fill me up, Lord, till I overflow. <laughs> Amen. Fill me up, God. <laughs> so you provide the fire. I'll provide the sacrifice. Amen. A sacrifice of love. One that will lay down their life. You know, for a friend. One that will give up everything. Amen. Um, to do the will of the Father. One who loves. A love that is obedient. Amen. Um, glory to God. So hindrance, hindrances, hindrances um, to love, hindrance to love um, one another. Um, one of the things that hinder us from love, and I'm going to give it over to Apostle Patrick in one second, um, when we leave our first love, leaving our first love could cause us from um, hindering, being hindered from being able to love. You know, um, and our first love is God. Amen. And when we leave love, it, it hurts our capacity to love. You know, even as Pastor Sharon was just saying that, we all, we have to come back to him to, to, to be filled up, to be restored, to get our joy. You know, as we're on this journey, we, we, we come in contact with so many things. You know, so much happened, you know, in, in the world. Um, and and we, get, we get beat. We get better and we get confused. <laughs> and so we have to have that relationship with the Father, amen, so that we can be restored, so that we can be re- replenished, amen, so that we can even come back and be instructed on how to love. You know, because sometimes we get in situations and we get in circumstances that come at us that we just we just do not know. And we have to go, like, Lord, how can I go back in love, you know, through this? I, I need the plan on how to go back and love through this. Father, I'm hurt. Before I can I can go back into the situation, before I can go back and, and, and display love, you know, God, I, I, I need for I need to be healed. My broken heart needs to be healed. My wounds need to be mended. So that I can go back and, and, and operate from a place of pure love. But then there are times in our life we didn't hey, when we leave our first love, we if if we left them then where can we go back, just like the gas, where can we go back and fill up? It's just like when we get in the car and we drive in the car, if we filled it up and we drive in the car and we never take it to the gas station. We run out. 
you, 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 you'll run out of that love. And so that's why you have to go back in to the Father and, amen, and get covered, covered, and hide in the shadow, hide in the shadow. So talk, let's talk about leaving your first love. Apostle. Well, Pastor, you covered it. Okay. <laughs> Ain't much I can say about it. No more than you got to go back to your first love. I mean, you, you've broken it down. We got to go back. We got to be recovered. I mean, there's not much I, that's left out there to say. Well, give us another hint. Um, <laughs> when you lost your first, I mean, to recognize, first of all, to be able to recognize that you have left him that things are not the same anymore, uh, to to look at your surroundings and notice if everything is flourishing or, or things dying. You know, that, that's, that's one way to recognize uh, where am I, what place am I in, uh, do I even see him anymore, do I even hear his voice anymore, can I even feel his presence, have I done so many things or have I separated myself from him to the point I don't even know him anymore. I don't. I don't know who he is. I can't even recognize his attributes and the people around mm-hmm. me. So, uh, to go back to your first love is to be able to examine oneself and look at your surroundings and, and see if life is around you or it, has it been filled now with death and deception and confusion. So that's what comes to my mind, Pastor. Okay. Amen. Glory to God. And and that's that's good. That's very good because. Even with myself, you know, I can, I be so sensitive, you know, sometimes I can even tell when I haven't even spent enough time with the Father. Because my attitude, you know, my attitude will be something a little different. Or my capacity, um, my capacity to deal with certain situations is, is shortened. You know, my temperament, I don't have as much patience you know, as, as, as I need to have in, in situations or circumstances. Or, you know, my I can tell that my patients are and be like, okay, usually if I'm in this situation, I can tolerate this. Let's just say put some time for me. I can usually tolerate this for about an hour or two. And this 20 minutes and I'm ready to blow up. I'm like, oh, I need to go back before the Father. I didn't spend enough time with the Lord today. I didn't get the full uh, feel that I need on to, uh, on today. Um, so um, I, I definitely, definitely, that was very good at no point, being able to recognize when, you, when you've left the Father, amen, and, and when you're no longer able to hear it. And it just comes with being, that, being sensitive, you know, in, in the spirit. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I was thinking about the fruit of the spirit when mm-hmm. you were talking. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how when we don't spend enough time with the Father, how the fruit <laughs> The, it, 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 it's, it's not there. It, it kind of go away. Less peace, less joy. You know, you snappy and, and you easily to get offended, easily to get frustrated, you know. And I think about uh, sometimes we got to spend extra time, yeah. you know, not the norm. In some situations, we got to spend extra time with the Lord. We might have to lay on our face all night. You know, and just pour our love out upon him. Because we, and, and to pour our love out, and to pour how we feel out. Just give it to him. The word of God tells us to cast all of our cares, all the things that's bothering us, to cast it on him because he cares for us. And sometimes I'm telling you, we got to, when we're going through issues, mm-hmm. 
when we're going through disappointments and hurts and different things, sometimes we got to spend more time with the Father, just releasing, just releasing, and just giving it to him. And when we give it to him, we got to let it go. We can't pick it up no more. We can't pick up that issue no more. We got to just let it go and just, just, God, I just give it to you. And we got, I mean, and sometimes it's not easy all the time, but we got to constantly stay in his face, constantly stay, because we're talking about our life here. We're talking about our dear life. So if we got issues that can hinder us from eternal life, we got to, we got to stay in the, in the Father's face for real. Because we don't want nothing to hinder us, like Pastor D was saying, that word hindrance, to hinder us from entering in into his kingdom. We don't want nothing, even in this life, blocking us from our prosperity, from our joy, from the things that he want to release into our lives. We don't want nothing to block us or hinder us from life and from receiving what God has for us. He has so much for us. But sometimes our heart issues, our worrying and stress and doubt and disbelief, it'll hinder us from receiving the promises of God. So we got to constantly keep ourselves just clean and pure and keep our hearts right. So we got to pour it out upon him, Pastor D. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, it's created me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. In the name of Jesus, created me a clean heart. Amen. And we got to be able to come um, come before God when we're wounded. Amen. And we're hurt. We got to uh, be able to come before him so we can get clean, so that we can get purged. And it is the word of God that will do that for us and for our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, in, in a moment, we're going to take a three-minute break, and we're going to come back shortly. So while we're taking this break, go ahead and, and call your friends and call your family and share um, this broadcast on your social media platforms, um, amen, so that everyone that's around you, even your enemies, that they can come and be engaged in this conversation of discovering love in the church, something that is much needed in this hour and in this season so that we can grow and develop and be all that God has called for us to be. We'll be back shortly and continue the discussion on discovering love in the church. Come on, put your hands together. Have a little church.
As we cry out loud, we celebrate our King with humble hearts. We reverence Your name from the depths of our soul. Your love will proclaim. Of our soul, your love will proclaim. Oh, my God, great, He rules all things. As He prays to my heart, I will forever proclaim. Oh, God, we bless your name. media platforms and inviting everyone to come in 
I do want to welcome you and thank you uh, once again. Amen. Thank you, um, U.S., for just tuning in with us. And thank you, Asia, for being with us today in Australia and an article. Amen. And uh, we want to thank you, South America, for hanging out in the church with us, having um, so much fun. And we forgot to do that earlier, but know that we appreciate each and every last one of you continuing give, getting the word out on the um, social on your social media platform. Go ahead and tweet discovering love in the church, and you can hashtag in the church, amen, so that we can um, so that we can follow what you guys are doing. And um, also, after the show is over, continue to um, to just spread the word and talk about the things that you learned today as as we're discovering love in the church. Um, amen. So I'm very excited about just the different things that we have went over um, today. You know, even as we left off, we was dealing with the different hindrance that different things that hinder us from um, from being able to love in the church. And so, um, even with with dealing with that, we thank God that even through the hindrances, through the hurt, through the pain, through the disappointment, through the lack of of knowledge, amen, that um, if we if we seek wisdom, if you, if you seek for wisdom, God will give it, you know, unto you. Um, ask for it, and he'll, he'll definitely give the wisdom unto you. If when you're hurt, you know, amen, and you're not able to give love, um, go and knock on the Father's door, and he will heal you so that you can, dis- you can give that, that you can display his love unto mankind. If you have yet not known love, Amen. Just begin to build that relationship with God. Amen. So you can know love and you can understand love. And so that then once again, you can begin to display love in your own personal life, as well as being able to pour out love unto uh, in, into others. Amen. It's all about um, a love relationship with God. Amen. Um, no matter what it is that you're going through, no matter what it is that you have been through, whatever it may be that may hinder you as we didn't deal with a whole lot of different topics on today um, in the hindrance area. But whatever it may be, know that God has a solution for it. Amen. Look at growing in love from 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. Amen. And it definitely shows us um, and, and speaks to us and ministers unto us on how to Love, amen. So let's talk about growing in love. Apostle, go ahead and, and take us into First Corinthians um, chapter chapter 13, verse, verse 4. Well, dealing with, dealing with love and the strength of it, being charity, long-suffering, uh, just looking at what love really is and what you expect out of love. You know, when you rightly divide it and you ask yourself, you know, am I patient? Am I patient with myself? Am I patient with my brothers and sisters? You know, to let that change come so that love can mature and that it can grow. Uh, it's charity. Am I giving to myself as well as to others? Not partially, but in its full identity. Sometimes I think we, we kind of miss what that means to, to love somebody and to give all that you have. Give what you expect of God. God asks for it all. Because he gave all. And in that giving, in that charity part of it, and the long-suffering, he allows us to be who we are and allows us to change, to show love one towards another, patience, being patient and, and with ourselves. 
because most of the time, if you really, really look at the situation, uh, dealing with love, have I really dishonored myself before I dishonored my man or my fellow man? Because if we examine ourselves as Christ say to do, when you find that true love, it's compassionate. It's long-suffering. And we'll say, I could have did it differently. Christ would have done it differently. So looking at that, uh, am I doing what I should do? Am, am, am I giving the love the way Christ gave it to me? And, and am I expecting no more than what I'm willing to give? Because so many times we'll put more on others than we even want for ourselves. You know, looking at that and considering that, that's what I, that's what I want to know uh, going into that, the strengths and the, the parts of love that's there. What do you think, Pastor? Amen. Love, 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 love. And we got to have, let patience have its perfect work. Patience has a work to do things that I love about patience is development is really there to develop you to develop the inner amen so that you That Pastor Sharon. Yeah, I, th- I thought about that uh, scripture uh, in James where it says that uh, let patience have her perfect work, that you may be entire, lacking nothing, lacking nothing. God is He wants to perfect us, and He wants us in His image. <laughs> and it takes you know. I thought about even waiting in a. a uh, in the traffic jam, you know, how do we handle that? Do we do that patiently, just wait? Or are we fussing and mad and, and angry and this and that and the other? Or are we just content knowing that God has us in control? You know, how, how do we handle that, you know, when we when we stuck in a traffic jam or when somebody don't do something as quick as we want them to do it in our lives, you know. How do we handle that? Do we get angry? Do we, or do we just like, okay, God, in me, you know. I mean, patience has to have her perfect work. <laughs> God is developing us. You know, He's developing us uh, uh, with with these different uh, groups. He's trying to establish himself in us. He's trying to, to get us to, to have all of the fruit of the Spirit and that they that, that that we would look like him. That we will be patient and kind. That we we, we will suffer long with joyfulness. <laughs> Amen. He, he's trying to establish something in us. He, it's, it's like we're growing up like the Word of God says, growing up into the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we we didn't start off like that. We didn't start off with all this patience and being kind and full of love. But God is perfecting himself in us. He's building up himself. We're growing up into his dear son, Jesus. Pastor Jesus. 
Amen. Um, I, I, the word perfect. Amen. Being perfected in love. And, you know, with just even being perfected in love, you know, um, by God and even through his patience with us that, you know, he, the patience that he show us that, um, that if we would even remember and just reflect on his patience with us in our walk and the things um, that took us some time to, um, to grow up and, and be developed in. And, and he waited and he waited and he waited into, um, until we grew into a place of maturity. And so we can think about how the Father has just been so patient with us. Just bringing that back into our remembrance, it should help us um, be able to be patient with our, feather, our, <laughs> our brothers and our sisters. If we just remember how he is with us and, just, and, and walk in that reflection. You know, sometimes we want to imitate a lot of things. But what about it when it comes to imitating the love of the Father, when it comes to being patient with one another? I mean, for me, and you know, it took 26 years for a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> and 36 right now for some other stuff. <laughs> and even some more uh, time, we're still working on some other stuff <laughs> that he's being very, very patient, you know, with me, amen, getting some of all that stuff that came all the way back from childhood, amen, that has yet not um, been purged and, and cleansed, but because of his love, he's, he's been patient with me. And so in terms you know, just learning to develop being patient with other people. Now, sometimes, I, you know, I do get a little impatient with things, and then my spirit has to check me. Has to check me, check yourself. Amen. Glory to God. So, love is kind. What does that look like? Or what could that look like across the world today, Apostle? Love is kind. What comes to mind is, Giving a helpful hand, not because you're being asked, but because you can see it, you can sense it, and just because you have the means to handle it. Uh, so many times we overlook uh, people and, and things and needs, and we'll overlook the situations, and we will go as far as to say, oh, go ask. We'll redirect them. When God has given us, the answer for that situation. But instead of in love handling it, we will find a situation or circumstances and we'll say, well, go ask the pastor. Go ask the apostle. Or have you tried this agency? And have you tried that one? And in reality, God says, well, you have it. I sent them to you. Does the scripture say when your brother was hungry, did you feed him? When they were thirsty, did you give him something to drink? Or did we give them a stone? Did we give them the shirt off our back? And he said, even if you ask for that, would you give them that and then some and not ask for anything in return? The love attribute. You know, have we considered whenever issues and circumstances come to us, are we handling it in the way that God intended for us to handle? Letting flesh die and let the spirit rise within us, the spirit of love. The spirit of charity, so that we can actually see our Father in ourselves, and we can be happy with ourselves, giving Him all the honor and all the glory. That's 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 something to consider when your brother and your sister 
no matter where you're at, someone is always hungry. Somebody's always in a need. Or we are meeting the need. We are our brother's keeper. We're the need suppliers. So let's look within ourselves and meet that need. Back to you, Pastor. Amen. You're talking about a love that is kind. Um, you know, I'm just hearing no motive. You know, not having any motive when I do something for my brother or when I do something for my, my sister. I'm just doing it just because, because I love you, just being genuine, just being genuine. You know, so, so many times, you know, we do things and we have an attachment. You know, we have a, a underlying attachment to it. And, you know, so, you know, sometimes you have to be in a thing uh, or someone has done something to, for you. And um, then later, <laughs> later on, you know, you, you find you come to reality, oh, they just did this because they were expecting something else, you know, later on down the road. You had no clue about it. There wasn't nothing that came on the contract in <laughs> the table. You know, you thought they were just being genuine and they were just um, doing it from the pureness of their heart. And then later on you're discovering that, you know, it wasn't done from your heart. It was done because you had something, you had a whole nother agenda. That's not that's not love. Love doesn't come with an agenda. You know, Pastor, Go ahead. I was thinking about you when you were saying that. I, I was thinking about how, how, like you said, somebody can do something for you, but then they get they tell everybody mm, that's it. That that what they've done for you. You know, and I thought about uh, Matthew six. You know, when it talks about what you do for a person. And, and how you pray and everything, but do it in secret, mm -hmm. and how God will reward you openly mm -hmm. if you do it in secret. But if you if you give and then you tell everybody, you don't receive your reward. That's good. Because now the people are saying, "Oh, good for you! Oh, bless you! You did such and such and such and such. You know, oh, you sow this and you sow that, so you got your reward." <laughs> But God want to reward us, you know, with, with, with these acts of love, this kindness. These are acts of love, this kindness. You know, that's an act of love, being kind, doing something for somebody and not really looking for nothing back in return, you know, not even letting nobody know you did it, you know, do it secretly. You give somebody. Sometimes you ain't, you ain't even got to let that person know you did it. You can slip them something, put it in the mail, put it in the envelope. Uh, or, 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 or uh, drop it off at their house or, you know, that you won't get the, the credit for, you know, that that way God will get the credit <laughs> for it. Amen, Pastor D. Amen. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Get God the credit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let God get the credit um, for his glory. You know, everything that we do is for his glory. You know, even as... Um, he used us as vessels um, through the land. We made in his image and his likeness for his glory. And so it's all about giving God um, the credit, that which is, which is due unto him. You know, even that itself is love. Because when you want to get the credit, then it's about you. That's a self-seeking love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, that ain't love. That's just self-seeking. <laughs> ain't nothing self-seeking about love, not pure love, not true love, um, not perfect love, not the agape love that, we're supposed to walk in and we're, we're supposed to operate in as being children of God. Amen. Well, like I said, love does not envy. 
love that's not envy, um, because I have a love, amen, and, and, and to operate in love, I shouldn't be envy over, um, you know, what my sister or brother has. You know, their, their blessings are their blessings. The favor of the Lord that is upon them is their favor of, uh, of, of the Lord. I, I don't know what somebody had to do secretly mm-hmm. um, um, to have or me to see what God has blessed them with openly. You know, I, I don't know the hell that somebody had to go through. And, and, and to, to, to think I can have a right to envy, to be envious of, of what it is that they have, um, do you want to walk the walk? <laughs> that, that should be your question. Um, do you want to walk the walk that someone else had to go through for the reward that they had? And I'm sure that God gave them their reward out of love because of their acts of love of the things from the things that they had to go through, from the trials, the tribulations, the storm, and they stood fast in love, in the things of God, still being able to love their enemy, still being able, you know what I'm saying, to love themselves, being, still being able to love other people in spite of what it was that they was going through. So, yes, God rewarded them openly. Amen. So we have no reason to be envy of what someone else has because what's for them is for them and what is for you is for you. If you check your love life, <laughs> you check your love life, you put your love life in order. Amen. Then maybe then, too, you could get some more open rewards. Amen. What do you think about that, Apostle? That was that was awesome. <laughs> I think about um, it's not envy, and it's not easily provoked. Hmm. Uh, goes back to what you were saying about check your love life. Uh, being in that relationship with God, uh, He's long suffering with us. How many times have we been patient and been long suffering in a relationship with who we say we love? Hmm. Not self seeking love, but who we say we're in love with, doing those things as Pastor said, uh, Pastor Sharon said, and secretly, when 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 you do things from the heart, you really don't want anybody to know. You just want to see the the action behind it. You want to see that you met the need because that's the way the Father is with us when He's loving on us and He's openly rewarding us. Just to hear us say thank you with a true worship, not because He did it because we were going to worship Him. But because of who he is and why he came to give his life, and not covering envy, you know, I want what she got. I, I, I want what he got. Like you said, I didn't walk in them shoes. I don't know what they had to endure. And 99.9, if we got in someone else's shoes, we would probably step out of them before we get two steps up the road. Because we don't know the price, nor the suffering that they had to do, such as Christ. If we really had to lay down our lives, how many just individually would give up our lives uh, to be carried from judgment hall to judgment hall, to be persecuted by naysayers? Because they didn't have the power, neither did they know the truth. But you knowing the truth, nothing but the truth, a pure love to realize no matter what you do to me, I'm not going to envy you. I'm going to love you where you're at. And I'm allow God to use me so that once once it's said and done, I've done things in my closet secretly so that God can openly reward me, not not for what you have, but just for what I need. As they say, there's a there's a treasure in heaven. 
do have we done what we're supposed to do to get the key to the treasure to open up so that we can get the love and the rewards? Because he said, I, I, I reward them who didn't really seek me. So let's find ourselves not being envy of our brothers and sisters, but to love them for who they are and not being easily provoked, but love them as Christ gave to us, Pastor. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, amen. Um, being able to, you know, not be envious or love that is not provoked, even as you was um, talking, um, Apostle. What I do want to do um, right now is just, because there's so much that we're going to talk about love, we're even going to take this topic over into our um, next show, Discovering Love in the Church. Amen. So, you know, even at this moment, what I want to do is for us to just pray. Have a corporate prayer, amen, as it um, concerns love, amen, um, for the body of Christ. Glory to God. So you can just lead us into that prayer, amen. In the name of Jesus, God, we come before you first of all, saying thank you. Thank you for who you are, oh God. Lord, thank you for that love that you have showed from heaven down in the earth realm. God, there are people in many places throughout this country, throughout this land, in the entire universe, that we are seeking pure love, unadulterated love, that will love us just where we are. Touch that spot. Touch that our heart. Touch our minds, oh God. So only you can get the glory, oh God, so that you can look upon us, oh God. And people can ask, I want to be saved. I want that kind of love to come into my heart, to come into my life, so that I can simplify and show that I serve a true and living God so that he will be able to uh, uh, show through his love and through his kindness that he could use each and every one of us. You said, Lord, that we would know them that loved you by our actions. Put the actions in us, O God. Bestow upon our minds, O God. Teach us your love through your wisdom and through your words and through your kindness, the acts of love that we can be long-suffering with one another, so that we can be patient with one another. Because, God, we need you, whether we're far and near, oh, God, whether we, whether we have technology or whether we don't. Only true love shines through the test of time. God, look upon us and move in a mighty way in our lives, oh, God, so that only you get the glory, so that we can go back with the sun when he comes again, oh, God. Because, God, we want to be in that place with you, oh, God. So that only you can get the glory and you can get the honor. God, we're asking these things that you look upon us, oh God. That whatever the supply may need, God, more love, more patience, more kind, more long-suffering. God, teach us to be long-suffering with our brothers and our sisters. So only you can get the honor and the glory, oh God. But Lord, we can't do anything until you come. We can't say anything. We can't move until you give us that perfect love that only you can share with us, oh God. It was that love that Jesus saw, that I would go down, that I would redeem many. We want and we need that kind of love for your people today, oh God. Only you can do that, Lord. Only you can supply that kind of love that hides a multitude of faults, oh God. Because of you, oh God, your love has endured the test of time. You said, I love you from the beginning, from the foundation, and you'll love us until the very end. For God, only your love can hide and cover us, O God. For when we even forsake ourselves, 
Your love shines right on through, oh God. And we glorify you and we magnify you for that type of love. We ask that you continue to show your love to our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, I do pray, Lord, look upon your people. Share your love with us, O oh God. Continue to do what you do in us and for us, O oh God. For God, we can't do nothing until you fix us. Only your agape love can cover us and come upon us to lead and direct us. Only you and your mighty power can do that. We can't do a thing without you, O oh God. We need you. We're looking for you. We're expecting a miracle. We're expecting the change. Change our hearts. Change our minds. So only your love shines through. Teach us how to forgive with agape love. Teach us how to be long-suffering and patient with that agape love. And only you can supply that type of love. We can't find it nowhere on the planet. We looked in the heavens. We looked on the earth. None like you. Oh, God, our Father, supply our needs according to your riches and glory. We ask, God, that you move in a special way. Break the yokes of heavy burdens. Break the envy spirit and replace it with love. Break the jealousy spirit and replace it with your love. Only your love can do that, oh God. We don't want a fake love. We need an original. And God, you are the original mold to what love is. You came down. You were persecuted by your very own. Lord, you endured it just so that we could get in. We glorify you for that, Father. We thank you for that, Father. Only your love can hide us, oh God. Where we've been torn down, your love built us up. Where, where, where we've been hurt, only your love can mend. Where we've been destroyed, only your love can build. You, only you can do it, oh God. We need you. We can't get along without you. You're the Heavenly Father. There's none like you, nowhere. We've searched high and we've searched low. Only you can do it, oh God. We need you to adore you, to magnify you, to keep you, to keep us, oh God. Your power endowed in us, oh God, can move and shake the earth. Your love created in us. Your love has shifted us. Your love moves in us. And we have no existence without you, oh God. Only your love can move us, can shake us, can correct us. When we were abandoned, your love came and filled us. Where we, when we was without, oh God, your love met the need. Your love caused water in dry places. We glorify you for that, Father. We thank you for that, God. We honor you for that, oh Lord. Because of your love, we adore you. We worship you because you're the love giver. You're the love supplier, oh God. When men and women are abusing themselves and their bodies, your love hides us. Your love keeps us, oh God. And we magnify for you. We thank you for that, oh God. We adore you for that, oh God. Because only your love can do just that. Your love hides a multitude of faults. So that when even we don't love ourselves and we don't have enough strength to continue on, your love is created in us to continue, to move like never before. And we glorify you, Father. We thank you for that. For you're the, you, you're the, you, you hide us and you hold us even in the shadow of death. Your love keeps shining through to continue to give us life, to give us the abundant life. Your love 
is what we're looking for today. We need it. We have to have it. Because only you can do that, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we do pray for your love and your guidance. Amen and amen. Amen. And we just want to thank you for listening in to uh, In the Church broadcast. And I just want to just pray with those who, who wish to rededicate their lives to God and those who want to give their lives to God, who want to really receive true love, agape love, the love that's from the Father. Amen. I just want you to repeat after me. Amen. In Jesus' name. Father God, I confess that I have sinned against you. And I'm asking you to forgive me of all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I give you my life. I give you all of me. I give up my will. I even ask for your mind, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I just thank thank you for listening in and those who have received Christ and those who were blessed by this broadcast. You're welcome to call in at 404-300-3925. Amen. So that they can um they can come and discover love in the church as well. Um, amen. Um so um just continue to stay tuned and just continue to look at what God is doing in the church as we're discovering love. There's gonna be a great movement of God that is gonna take place as we continue to discover love in the church, most importantly as we begin to grow in love in the church and that's what we're going to start off with next week we're going to stay on um stay in this place continuing to grow in love in the church and as we come back with this powerful topic you're going to begin to see as it it, it comes forth in our lives that you're going to see a great move of god you're going to see deliverance you're going to see breakthrough amen in the name of jesus thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week at the same time the same hour six o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here in the church, where we're still going to be discovering love. Have a great day.